Wow, wow, wow. Do you ever have an opportunity to sit down with somebody who is a mentor that you actually never told was a mentor or somebody that you've looked up to that you've never actually told you've looked up to them or somebody who's had an impact in your life that you've never had the opportunity to tell that they impact your life? Well, today I had this privilege. I had this honor. I had this moment of gratitude and this moment of reflection um, that is just incredibly special and I am so honored to introduce you to the one and only David Fritsch and if you don't know him as I say in the intro when you first start you're going to get an opportunity to know his heart to share his vision to um, press into the promise that God has gifted him but he also gifts you And so we pair and we partner and we serve alongside each other as kingdom entrepreneurs. And I just loved diving into this conversation. Um, He feels like a newbie in this space, but in fact, I know that he was actually before me. He just didn't use the same language that he uses now. And so, um, yeah, learn about our testimonies, learn how they intertwine, and I hope that it blesses you. If it does, I would just encourage you to share this episode, uh, share the heartbeat of the Father, uh, screenshot, put it on your Instagram, on your Facebook, tag us both. We would love to connect deeper with you and just come into community together in uh, this experience of of life, of podcasting, of, of a journey of becoming. So have a blessed day and enjoy David Rich. This is your God wink, the moment that heaven says for such a time as this. It's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth, and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love whole foods. I do have a YOLO side sweet tooth though. This isn't confusing religious banter, though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that. So I'm wondering if you're wondering, what is this? Well, This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. And I want to be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit in who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast, the one and only David Fritsch. And if you don't know him, you're about to get to know him. I am so honored to have you here today and just get to know you on a deeper level. But you have come into my life, gosh, in a season of chaos, not even knowing the imprint that you made at that time. And I just think it's such a testimony to who you are um, and to what God can do through people when we say yes to the mission that he lays on our hearts uniquely. So David, I would love for you to just take this time to introduce yourself. I could go through your bio, but it's so much more fun when you share from the heart. Hey, it's great to be on. And I first wanted to say I absolutely love what you're doing and you have been inspiring me every day with what you're doing through your business and your ministry. So thanks for having me. Uh, Yeah. So I'm David Fritsch. I I actually live here in Norfolk, Virginia, same uh, same area that Tamara lives in. And we reconnected because we're working in the same office space, the co-working space called Gather. And so that's been really good. I have a wife named Heather. And we have four kids under the age of five. So 
basically we don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look good. You look good for no sleep. <laughs> very kind. Um, so yeah, so I have been in ministry for over 25 years. I'm a preacher's kid, a missionary kid. I lived in Africa uh, with my parents for years of my life. And, um, but I've mostly given my heart and life to ministry. I've taught Bible school. I've helped launch nonprofits. I've helped uh, launch a global uh, night and day pr- worship and prayer ministry, online schools, stuff like that. So I've the, the core of like my heartbeat in ministry has been, I just want to equip people to run passionately for Jesus and to know him deeply and to really find out what their purpose is and to give their lives to that. And so I've done that for years and never in a million years would I have imagined that God would call me and open up new doors of opportunity in the realm of business. I never ever saw myself doing any of that. <laughs> and in fact, you know, I don't, I don't know where you guys are all coming from as far as our viewers, but my world, we believe that God speaks and God uses people to speak words to each other, to encourage us. And about, I don't know, seven years ago, this young college kid, he said, I see you in business and I see you starting things. I see an entrepreneurial spirit. I just inside, I was thinking this kid's like really blowing it here. (laughs) Not (laughs) accurate. (laughs) Yeah. And then God just caught me off guard with, uh, and maybe we'll get into some of this a little bit later, but I ended up starting a business called Thinkable. And that's one of my main passions and pursuits right now alongside of ministry. But um, I, I basically help people that were just like me that have been in ministry, that are worship leaders, evangelists, teachers, people that have messages that long to influence and impact the world. I help them take that message and craft it into an e-course and then give them the tools to know how to market it and get it out there and reach new people with the life-changing messages that they have. So that's what I've been doing lately. It's so so good. And it's so true. And it's just, uh, you can hear the heart of persistence and obedience in all of the different like areas and paths that you've taken. And I just believe that God uses every single one of those pieces to culminate. And while this isn't probably the finale, right? There's still a long life to, to live. There's just this culmination, it seems, in all of these different sectors and all of these different relationships that you've built that is now coming to a head of of really being able to utilize um, what you've built and what you've known and what you've pursued and ultimately that being him, but being able to do it through the lens of entrepreneurship and ministry. And my heart is so synonymous in the fact that my I want to bring life into the marketplace. I want people, specifically women for me, to to know that they can, that to know that they're called, to know that we are capable of, of actually not only owning a business, operating in a business, but having a business that thrives and serves the kingdom simultaneously. Um, So to know that you can create prosperity and God will create prosperity through the thing that you're purposed within. And so it feels like even through that um, prophetic word from that kid that didn't know you, that like there is so much prosperity in what it is that you're doing. And I was checking out your website and have known you from the ministry side of things um, with Burn 24-7. And that school um, just literally changed my life, uh, pursuing the heart of worship. And I am not a a worship. um, Well, I am a worshiper, a thousand percent. I'm a worshiper. But if you catch me on stage and Morgan, who has a beautiful voice, um, she would be up with the worship team leading the song or playing an instrument. And that's not me, but I will be the one up right front in stage and just encouraging them to continue continue on into pressing into who he is. But I think we're all intended to be worshipers. And so when I found out about that school and the concept of just 24 seven, I was in a dark, deep place Mm -hmm. of my life of trying to understand who I was. And I felt like it was a gift from God that you came and spoke at our church that day to just share what it is that he had laid on your heart and Mm -hmm. your heart for discipling people into intimacy with him. I didn't know what intimacy meant. Um, I didn't even know what really a relationship with Jesus looked like at that point. It was just, I felt like he was my only salvation. Um, cause otherwise it was suicide. And so, um, it was literally a season. I I actually was redoing my bookshelf the other day and just looking and touching all of those books again and just thumbing through them. And, um, the people that you cultivated in as a mentor then to them who came and spoke on your behalf for that school, just. It, they blew my mind, like following Sean Foyt and what he's doing now and mm-hmm. 
so many just incredible um, people of God and honestly men of God. And it was the first time I was actually exposed to understanding that God like uses men to pursue him too. Um, mm. I, I didn't have that growing up. So just wow. so many pieces to that conversation led me into what I do today. Wow. That's incredible. I, I have never heard this part of your story. So it's like really blessing me to hear it. That's amazing. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Yeah. It, it meant the world to me. It went, propelled me into getting my ordination license, my minister's license. Wow. And um, I, I think of it fondly. I talk about it a lot wow. um, when I meet people and, and talking about the face of Jesus and, and who he is to me. So I appreciate you for stewarding that. Incredible. And now knowing that this is like, that was a part of the journey that led you to Thinkable, right? Talk yeah. to us about, because Thinkable is not just your business and and you um, bringing to life e-courses for people. It's actually a, a resource, correct? Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. I, I, I want to tell you about that, but I do want to say when I ran into you here at the co-working office, I it was so important for me to hear what you said because you really validated this whole crazy journey that I've been on. And it, you're one of the first people that got it because you were like, because I was explaining to you how bipolar I felt. It's like, got this ministry thing and I'm traveling and speaking and writing books. And then it's like, I got this business thing over here. <laughs> and you looked at me like it made perfect sense. And you just gave kind of gave some language to that. Mm. So I wanted to thank you just for that encouragement, you know, absolutely like what you walk in. And that's, you know, I've remembered that conversation many times. I love that. Yeah. So thinkable is a resource. Um, and, let me tell you how it started. So back when you were in, yeah, Morgan said she'll bring it out of you. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so back when you were a student in our online school, like there wasn't a lot of great platforms back then. So we had somebody build one for us. And, uh, you know, we spent like $5,000 to build it. It wasn't a very great platform. It was full of bugs. And I'm sure as you remember as a student. And um, I was constantly frustrated with this platform. And, there wasn't a lot like there is just a million of these today. Like you can get them. They're pretty simple. And I reached out to a guy and I said, I need you to fix this thing. Like students are emailing me every day. It's draining so much energy, the technology side, because it's not working the way we want it to. And I said, I wanted to do these 10 things. And he answered me back kind of laughing at me, this like, you know, developer. Said, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. He's like, that. that's awesome. He said, I can't do that to your dinosaur of a platform, but I can rebuild a new one. He said, in fact, that is a great business idea. And I said it, I just sort of, you know, in the moment, like, oh, that's, that's cool. And he said, if you ever want me to build it for you, contact me, I'll give you a good price. I'll help you build it. And I could not get that conversation out of my head. So and cool. I thought about it. And then I started praying about it. And then concurrently the miracle of this whole beginning it, it really happened in a, in a miracle a financial miracle i was in the final stages of paying off my student loans and i was really reaching to get out of debt and i um, paid my last payment and when i when i sent it in they um i sent it in zeroed out my account debt free, you know, big congratulations. And I would go into my bank account and the $6,000 that I sent did not come out of my account. And I was like, man, they are slow in process. So I called and I said, Hey, I want, I paid my last payment. You guys don't have the money yet. They checked into it. According to our records, we've received your money. It's paid. And I said, okay, but I'm, I'm going to be, I would love to keep that money. <laughs> You're like, I'll be honest. I have to be honest. And I said, I'm going to be honest. I want to keep this money, but it's still in my account. You do not have my money. <laughs> and so they went back and I called them probably 12 times. And they said, We're, we've got accounting on this. They're digging deep. And, and they said, if you don't hear back from us of the turn of the new year, consider it like this is a done deal. Like just keep the money. And so I, we waited it out. I waited into the end of January, beginning of February. And I said, okay. It's, so I contacted him one more time and said, I still have the money. And I'm letting you know. I'm keeping <laughs> it. Because you I'm still have to keep it and spend it. So I need this. Yeah, so <laughs> it's okay. Not money, which was this crazy, like, mistake. 
became the seed money for Thinkable. And I hired this guy to begin building a platform that I wanted something that could be easy enough for anybody like me to use, load their content and start teaching online and start impacting people. And little did I know how hard that was going to be and the journey that I would go on. So Thinkable really began as a tool. And then as I was building it, I started having lots of friends contact me and, you know, as e-courses started getting more popular and they knew my history with the online school with the burn asking me like, how do you do this? How do you do that? Like, you know, just getting advice input. And I realized, okay, I have some skills that I learned over these eight years of pioneering and, you know, when technology was backwards uh, in the area of online ministry. So I just started taking, writing down everything I learned and I eventually put it into a framework where I could walk people through a simple process. How do you take this content that you're so amazing at teaching in person and translate that into online content, which is a big leap. And how do you put it together? But then most of those guys are so good at teaching, but they have no idea what to do with it after they create it. So a lot of them had created stuff and it sat on the shelf and they just didn't know like how to get it out there to people. And so uh, I educated myself. I I started taking my own courses, learning how marketing works and how do you take a course and not let it just sit on a shelf, but get it out into the hands of the people that need to be changed by what you took so much time to create. So. So good and so necessary. And this is like the part of being able to go to the nations, right? That people often are like, I have this idea. I have this desire for global impact. I have this dream. God has told me that I'm going to, you know, speak on stages across the globe Mm -hmm. and all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. This is real. This is like real visions. And I believe that there's an intent for God to allow us to do that. But there are limitations to our reach. And he is the only one who can, you know, make the algorithm, right? Like he's the only one who can fully blow you up, but there are tools, there are resources by which he too has cultivated within people like yourself that we can use in order to do those things. And people have to realize that your vision is true and your vision is real, but you have to activate in order to get that mission out there. And Facebook live or Instagram live, those things are great, but what is really needed is the resource. What is really needed is the evergreen content that you can create. And that is what an e-course is. And of course you go back in and you enhance and you do all these things. But I love specifically that yours is a missional driven. That's such a a Mm -hmm. heartbeat that I think is is a unique factor in what you do um, and also the back history of what where you've been. So I'd love to hear when you are partnering with people to bring this to fruition, mainly people, I'm assuming from your history of, of connectivity, how do you bring in your faith into those relationships? Yeah, well, into the coaching process, you know, I think that's the advantage that we have as believers with everything that we're talking about with like marketing, because you and I both know you can do your best job marketing, but there's a dynamic when what you've created is from the Lord and from the Holy Spirit. And he's just as passionate about seeing that message touch the world as you are. Mm. But there's a Holy Spirit dynamic that causes that to extend way beyond the borders, even of your best marketing attempts. Yeah, it's so that, true. I found that in like doing the burn online. Scott, I didn't know anything about marketing in those early days, but we had people, we kept having people sign up. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> You know, we had to do the thing. We had to put it on a website, which is marketing. We had to like, you know, put something on Facebook. We did our best, but God amplified, took our, took our little offering and he amplified it. And yeah. I think that's the advantage that we have as believers is that we give our, our hard work and our skills and we learn what we can and the Holy Spirit breathes on it. Yeah. So I think the coaching process, it's, I love inviting the Holy Spirit into it because it, he breathes on everything that we do. and. You know, we often pray at the beginning of those sessions and invite the Holy Spirit as wisdom and as teacher to be a part of it. And there's always these moments in our times together where things that neither one of us could have uncovered in our own strength that he just flips on the lights. And there's these aha moments or there's obstacles that people are facing that, you know, that they were blind to and they didn't know. And Holy Spirit joins the consultation and he gives illumination. And, but I will say this, what I find, and I'm sure like you can testify to this with what you do, that when, when you're going after something and coaching and you're teaching somebody something, 
um, you almost never expect the Holy Spirit to bring up so many issues that are in your heart that need to get removed before you can release the message that God's got inside of you or do the thing And we kind of think of it in mechanical terms. Oh, I'm going to learn the skill and I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to make it happen. But as believers, our whole being is tied up in what God's called us to do. And he's saying, yeah, I want to give you that dream. Oh, but there's all these things in your heart. And that's the more important thing to me. And I want to take you on the journey of pulling those things out, of healing things, of removing ungodly mindsets that create ceilings over you. And so I find, you know, it's this weird dynamic that you're helping people. I, I help people learn a skill. But at the same time, I, we almost always hit the very issues that have kept them from succeeding and growing that has been in a looping pattern with anything that they've tried to do. Yeah. It's so to true. be vulnerable enough to address it in the moment and let Holy Spirit do something. So I'm not only helping people start their e-courses, but we're just watching their hearts break through in the yeah. process so that they're actually standing it, not just with the product at the end, they're standing in a new place in their heart, ready to conquer new territory because they're transformed in the process. Yeah, I so agree with that. And I think that that's like the part that God and I, I was not partnering with him in because I've been, you know, an entrepreneur for, for, for a decade and a half now. And like for the first decade, I was like, I'm an entrepreneur. I, 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 right? <laughs> and then when he brought me down to he, 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 like we, 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 right? Me and my husband say we, me and we are together, like without that connectivity piece, without us being connected in that. And that was a gift from, we call our fairy godmother. You might know her, Cherie Bowman. Um, she, yeah. she gifted that, that saying to us, that phrase to us. And it's just been so imperative as a part of my, um, pursuit into sharing and partnering with people in their dreams is that, um, I couldn't do it without him. I can't do it without him. I can't exist without him. And so mm-hmm. there was this, this juggling between me of like, I just did burn 24 seven. I just was in a two year ordination process with pastor Robbie. And I was just like, literally at the face of Jesus on, on my, on the floor, on my face, really. Um, as he was just teaching me who I am and that entrepreneurial bubbling just like continued, continued, continued. And this was kind of the conversation we had when we saw each other again, is that we don't have to be separate entities. We don't have to show up in the workforce with our suit and tie on and then go to church on Sunday with perhaps your jeans on, depending on what type of church you go to, yeah. and then go home to be your husband and a, and a father, and then to your friends, and you're like hanging with the buddies. Like you get to be that same yeah. person every single place you You're come. Good. And so, as a coach, now that's something a new title that you're taking on, or or an entrepreneur is that knowing that you're not just that person in that moment. And so you now have got to lean on all of your wisdom, even being a PK, a preacher's kid, right? Yeah. Even having all of the resources of being in different um, cultures to bring that to life inside of these experiences of other people and let them and have scales removed over other situations of their life. I've had a specific client who first session, we were like just in the ideation phase of like, what is this that you you want to do? What's this business? What does it look like? And we ended up getting to this entire conversation around um, her showing up to this meeting in the wee hours of the morning. And she looked like glam, right? I was like, girl, you look good. How are you looking like that right now? It's still like, oh, dark 30. And she's like, well, I got up and got ready before I got on the camera with you. And I'm like, okay, first off, we're sisters. I don't really care what you look like. (laughs) And secondly, like, what do you mean you never show up anywhere without makeup on? And she'll love listening to this podcast later because it's been the massive breakthrough. A part of our session, a part of her journey over the course of the last four months has been realizing the root of why she was so limited in everything that she did was the people pleasing, the perspective of everyone else. Even even though she had a heart to serve, she couldn't get past her own self to serve. And so it, it's just, it's incredible and such a gift and such an honor to be able to steward that with people. And at the very same moment, I always say that it is teaching me just as much in the process um, because 
we, you know, don't have the answers to everything. And that's where we can give way to the Holy Spirit to work. Yeah. And so us dropping a nugget, like maybe you should try to walk to the mailbox without your makeup on <laughs> or go to the gym without a makeup on. It actually births something incredible in her relationship and her yeah. own seeking process that now allows her business to thrive even more because of this. Yeah. Um, and I think people pleasing and validation is is such a common factor that people go into um, and they, they don't feel worthy of this massive calling. And so how do you speak to people in that regard, like knowing that so many people and I'm thinking of even all of the um, the people who are alive with us right now who have these dreams to to do more, to do something bigger? Like, how do you break through that ceiling of but I'm I'm stuck right here? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the journey of everyone who wants to take the risk to dream. And dreaming is very risky, you know, because, I mean, it's safe if you keep those dreams in your head and your heart. But if you really want to realize them, it's a very risky thing because as you push beyond your own boundaries, a dream is way beyond your skill set. It's way beyond even your emotional development where you're at the moment. It's it's beyond you. It's the future you that has been developed and can fulfill this dream. You know what I mean? So when yeah. you dream, you're reaching outside of that and you are always going to hit your walls, your mindsets, your fears, your issues that have kept you from succeeding in life. And I think when we first face those things, it's so hard, like, cause you get the dream and your the energy's alive and you're like, yes, you're going to conquer the world. And then you face your limitation. And, it, and for the believer, it, it, it's such a good thing because our limitations, if we let them, they're assets, they pull us into this place of connection with God. Of, oh, I need you, Lord. If I'm going to fulfill this purpose that's burning in my heart that I, that I know is you, that I can't get off of my mind, that I write in my journal, I need you because as I reach for that, I'm hitting me. I'm hitting the end of me. I'm hitting my, my limitations. I'm hitting the limitations with my finances. I'm hitting the limitations with my skill set to go where you're, you're calling me to go. And I think there's a, there's a trust level with the Lord. There's a history that God wants to, develop with you as you reach out for those dreams that he wants to build a history with you of trust with him, that he wants to walk with you through those things. He wants to gently show you those areas, whether they're sin issues or emotional issues so that he can heal them. And then some of it is just uh, surrendering fear to learn the new things required to go into the new season. And every, so every new season requires a new skill set, right? Cause you know, that person, you in the future, possessing your dreams, it's somebody who's acquired a skill set and, and an emotional agility and a perseverance to be able to possess that promise and that dream. And you've got to be willing to surrender fear and stare it in the face and say, you're not you're not going to take away this. I'm not listening to your voice. I'm going to listen to the voice of the father that's calling me out of the status quo and where I've always been, I'm going to take you by the hand and you're going to father me and disciple me into this new thing that you're doing. And I'm going to learn the skill. I had to learn marketing. I hated the word marketing. It was like offensive to me. Like it wasn't a Christian word. This is like a dirty <laughs> word that business people use to manipulate people to buying their products. And I had to learn this whole thing of marketing and what it looked like for a believer to you know, do that. And that was intimidating. Yes. We have to talk about this because this is so good. And people are constantly like, you know, you're a Christian. You shouldn't be selling people, right? You're utilizing your faith to, to manipulate. And I'm like, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you're on the wrong side of the fence over here. Like come over here and let me show you, let me experience this with you. Um, so I want to hear how, how did this evolve this idea of marketing, this idea of entrepreneurship, how did it evolve and how did you partner with God instead of feeling like it was people over there that were doing those things? Yeah. You, you know, like I said, it's like marketing was sort of a dirty word and it's, I had to get, as I was pressing in and hitting these walls and figuring out like, if I don't do something, you know, you can create the most amazing thing and all marketing is, is just telling people about it so that you can serve people with the very thing that God's put inside of you. It's just getting the word out. 
you know, and I think especially preachers, like we have this idea if we're super anointed and like we do everything just right and we've been fasting and praying, people will find it and they'll just it'll go viral. And sometimes that happens, but it doesn't always happen. And so when I I think the thing that helped me get through that whole marketing hurdle being a dirty word is understanding that anything God put inside of me is to serve somebody else. And if that is the purity of my heart, that I'm not just looking at you as a dollar sign, a way to make money, a way to enhance my life. But if I am constantly focused on my life serves you, the skills that I have serve you. If that's the priority and the focus and the purity of my heart, then marketing is really the overflow of your passion to serve people put in a strategic way to put it in front of the right people who need what you have. So and good. So that helped me a lot. And I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm watching what you're doing too. Camera, and I'm like learning from you. I'm taking notes and like, you know, I I've got a long ways to go, but I had to cross that first hurdle. And I, I love how God uses everything that we go through and he connects you with the people that, need your breakthrough because almost every client that I've had, they're right there. They got to get over this hurdle of like, Oh, I'm going to create this. And then you want me to market it. Like, you know, that's like, you know, we're in sin territory now. Yeah. 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 You know? And so I've had, I can share my insights and my breakthrough that help them land on, you know, yeah. And it's just really telling the world what your pat, how you're passionate about serving them. Okay, okay. You know my feelings over commercials, but this is too good of timing to pass up the chance to tell you about this incredible opportunity that I have cultivated with you directly in mind. You, the passionate kingdom entrepreneur. Stop running the race on a treadmill to nowhere. Stop the analysis paralysis and the overwhelm and honestly, the isolation of business building. You know I am all for women supporting women and the concept of community, but this newly developed program takes that concept to an entirely new level. I am giving you an all access pass to my team of experts and strategists in order for you to develop your own business to the fullest extent. I've taken my business with these incredible people from an idea to five figure months in less than two years. And I want to provide you the keys to this freedom and centered joy. This is a coaching program with direct conversations with real people in real time. Ask the confusing hard questions that have you lingering in rabbit holes. Get the direct insight you need to design the dream into a fully operating abundant business. Y'all, listen to this A-team, okay? There is a branding and content strategist, a mindset and financial success coach, a biblical foundations teacher, a marketing funnels and ads expert, and of course, yours truly, your Christian business coach. If you are ready to truly invest in yourself, in your God dream, and the people that God is calling you to, this is the only place to start that gives you a full lens development strategy that you can lean into as a trusted, knowing source on a firm foundation. Y'all, I am uber passionate to see you flourish and illuminated within your purpose. You can enroll now by heading over to the one-on-one coaching tab at tamraandress.com. Remember, I have the simple version of Tamra, T-A-M-R-A. I don't know if you know that story, but it's from The Price is Right about a week before I was born. So thanks, mom. (laughs) Anyway, book your call and simply email me coaching at tamraandress.com. Either way, I cannot wait to see you activated. And this is going to be an incredible opportunity and a beautiful season to see you design the God dream that God has planted in you since your mother's womb. It's going to be fun, y'all. I can't wait to connect. Let's get started. Well, you used the word pioneer earlier, and I've actually heard you say that a couple times. And Morgan, who's on here, that's like a prophetic word over her husband as well. And so I, I have this word in my spirit well, right now. A like that is a pioneer. Yeah, that's true. true. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, Anthony Hart, good old Anthony Hart. So um, just understanding this idea of pioneering, and if you parallel that, pioneering and marketing are actually the same thing. 
It's actually going ahead. It's actually going before people and having them come behind you because you've cultivated this thing with God that you've had this revelation that you've had this learning. And my son has um, a learning specialist that he's been with for two ish years now. And um, she had the analogy for him uh, that she was just giving him extra tools for his tool belt and that every person has a tool belt. And that um, when he goes into first grade and he's alongside of all his peers, none of his peers have gotten this special tool. So when they're learning something, whether it's math or language, he gets to pull out his tool and have kind of a secret weapon. So if you're speaking to a six and seven year old boy, this is like amazing, right? Like I'm a superhero in and of itself because I have this extra tool. So I started like processing that and thinking of it. And really, this is where partnership and collaboration are so powerful in the kingdom Mm -hmm. because ultimately all of us have a tool belt on. And so you get to go alongside someone and say, all right, let's pull our tool belts out. What do you got? What do I got? Let's Mm -hmm. pair and partner and build together because if I don't have the tool that you have and you don't have the tool that I have and that's purposeful in the kingdom. Otherwise we would not be here and God didn't make us like that. That's not his intention. It's we're uniquely designed. And so our weaknesses are actually our strengths. If we can Mm -hmm. lean into the power of connectivity. Um, so I just I I hear this word pioneering and I'm like, why can't we just change the word? Why can't we just not utilize something <laughs> different than marketing? It doesn't have to be this language. We I was having this amazing conversation the other day on Clubhouse about imposter syndrome. And that's probably a, a parallel experience mm-hmm. of how you felt when you were walking into being an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. You're like, I don't belong here or yeah. I'm here and I'm having this conversation and I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm not really an entrepreneur. Talk us through like. What does that mean? We talked all about different language that we can use for imposter syndrome and that um, the concept was only derived a couple of decades ago and that they did a really uh, a disservice to humanity by calling it that. So I'd love to hear your processing of that and perhaps maybe a different language that we could cultivate for that, too. Yeah. For the imposter syndrome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that I think every single person who steps out whether it's business or ministry or whatever it is, you face this at some level or another. And I remember when I first started and it was like, I felt like I was deceiving. Like you're going to pay me to do this. Like, (laughs) you know, like who am I? Like, you know, like you start to really question like yourself, your abilities, your, your worth. It, It goes back to all those like core vulnerabilities that we have as human beings, you know, like, am I really worth something for somebody to pay me to do something? I mean, it, it touches on all those uh, tender parts of our life that gets poked at one point or another, but entrepreneurship will poke at the hardest. <laughs> it's so true. And Every day. Yeah. And I, th- I, I think it goes back to like, um, Yeah, I don't know if I have new language for it yet. I'm still wrestling with it. So I'll just be honest with you there. But uh, I can share with you my journey. I think it always goes back to a couple of things. It goes back to identity of, you know, walking with the Lord and letting him speak over you where your security comes from what he says about you versus um, maybe your history or your past or your current performance or whatever. And the second part of it is, is understanding that in the end, anything that we do for God, it's like our best attempts cannot really fulfill God's purposes. Uh, I feel like we will always fall short, but there's this dynamic of walking with the Lord that we just get to give him our little offering and let him take what we have and make it into something great to help or serve or minister to somebody that we're, that we're called to, and we get to partner with him. And I think when you understand that your business or your ministry is a partnership and you really actually have the lesser role, yours is just surrender and offering and like, and getting over yourself and trusting that the Lord wants to do, use you to do great things. I mean, I think those are, um, that's the only way I've forged my way through that, that, those mental thoughts. And, yeah. But God's so good too, you know, because, you know, when I face those things, he sends somebody to encourage me, you know, it, it, it blows my mind. Like if I look at my first client to like where I'm at now, 
what I've developed in between that is so much better at serving people. And yet those first people were so helped and would look back with only like glowing testimonies about that experience. Not maybe all glowing testimonies. <laughs> hey, we're always becoming. <laughs> but they, they had a positive experience. And I think, wow, I just took the little that I had and I served somebody with it and God used it and I'm developing those skills and they're getting better. And so now my current clients are getting the way better version. And so I think we're always in process. And if we wait until this is something I've learned because it's definitely like a hindrance for me. If I always wait till something's perfected before I actually engage and do it, I usually miss out. I'm, I'm waiting past the date of actually where I can help somebody because I'm waiting for something to be so perfected. And I did that with my platform that I developed. I had been working on, I was like looking for at utmost perfection and God sent me this Canadian couple who do marketing and, you know, tech stuff and they've been doing it for 20 years. And they said, we just felt led to offer you our services for free. And they went through my platform with a fine tooth comb and they got on a call like this and they looked at me and they said, what are you waiting for? Like, get it out there. And I said, but it's got this, this, and it doesn't have this. And they said, if you wait, you will never get anything done. And I think that's how it kind of is with us. It's like, we feel like imposters. So we go into this cycle of like ultra self-improvement to make ourselves the thing that we think that we need to be. And sometimes it works against us. If we just show up with what's in our hand and trust that God will use it, he does. It's so good. I just keep envisioning the little boy who brought his fish and loaves, right? Yeah. And he just brought the little, the yeah. very, very little. And somebody brought it um, into a vision, like a visual for me. And I'm such a visual learner of understanding the size of these loaves and the size of the fish that were likely in a, a lunchbox, not like the biggie size, not the, the super size me situation that we experience now. I'm thinking a fish, right? Like right, a fish right. is big. And I'm thinking like a loaf, I'm thinking like a French bread yeah. loaf, right? Like I'm off the screen at this point. And theirs was like literally tiny crackers. And so when we bring God, the little that we have, and you, you m- briefly mentioned about finances. And I hear this, this is like one of the biggest, um, challenge points or objections, I guess you could utilize it from an entrepreneurial language that people will have towards pursuing what God has called them to is I don't have the means. I don't have the capability of doing that. And I'm think all the time, just like you did. You're like, I have this money. I am sure with that many children, your wife could have thought of a lot of other things to do with that $6,000. And this is where the risk comes into play, but the reward is also waiting right there. That he yeah. said yes so to Jesus. He said yes to the disciples yeah. to break that bread, to multiply based on the obedience and the discipline of saying and showing up and saying, okay, yeah. use the little I've got, God. Yeah. Um, and that happens not just from finances, but from education. I hear that yeah. as an objection a lot. I don't have this certification. Well, I have to do this, go to the school. I don't even have a college degree. And I'm like, how long have you been working on this? How mm. long has God pressed this into your life? How yeah. long have you been cultivating this in your head, in your heart, in your actions, in your home? Yeah. You can do it right now. Yeah. Is the certification cool? Should we always be learning? A thousand percent. Yeah. But it's not required because totally. God is the partner not yeah. the certification, not the school. The school yeah, will likely I, fall short. I think we're often, so many people are waiting for everything to be put in their hand before they actually do something. And I, I found the opposite to be true. It's like, if I'm faithful with the little that I have, that's when things get moving and things start multiplying. I mean, I worked for, I, I started my business in a Starbucks coffee shop. I sat at that table with all the noise and all the people. I had no office. I had no place to meet people, but I said, okay, I'm just, I will use what I have. It's a free place to work and I'm going to go there. I wrote, I I wrote my entire book. Like there was no space for me to write a book in our house. I didn't have the time to write a book. I had little kids. I had a pregnant wife. I had a wife working on her PhD and there was never going to be the time. So I said, okay, we have a Panera bread by our house. I said, I wrote my entire book in a Panera bread. <laughs> That's awesome. But if I would have waited for all the circumstances to fall into line and all the things to come in place, I would have never done it. Yeah. And I think at some point you just got to go, okay, if God, if this is in me and God said it, I'm taking the little fishes and loaves and I'm going to give them and watch God do miraculous things. 
Yeah, so, so good. So powerful. I hope that this is speaking to you as you're listening, um, that you're just receiving open handed um, our little fish and our little loaves, because this is what we're giving you and realizing that David and I both would never say that we've made it, that we're still on the journey, that we're still learning, that we still have an entire tool belt to be filled. We've just done a quarter of what we've got. Right. And so I would be curious for what's your next season like as you're continuing to step into this journey. Um, what is your heart? towards continuing to serve? What are you looking at if you keep dreaming? Dream big with us for a minute. And what does that look like? Yeah, man, there's so many things. You know, of course, I I want everything I've set my hand to do with business to prosper and grow. And I'm I'm very much, I, I feel like I'm in kindergarten. I'm still learning the ropes. And, you know, God's been gracious to send me people to that I can help and serve. And it's only getting better. Um, but I, I would love to see Thinkable grow into kind of like the go-to platform in the Christian world. And I have so like dozens of ideas that, you know, need money to be put in, you know, to be activated, uh, but to really serve the Christian community in a really unique way. And, um, but I, I have a kind of a bigger dream and I don't have lots, uh, of language for it yet, but in this new season, as I'm stepping out doing new things, um, in 2021, um, God's kind of put in my heart years ago that um, to start a university of revival and reformation. Wow. And uh, that sounds like so big and grandiose, you know, <laughs> I mean, and it's like been the seed that's been growing and some of it through the online school and getting prophetic words and developing my own course content. And I'm just realizing that there's this, um, there's this need in education for uh, for a model to emerge that that breaks the molds that creates environments that are saturated with uh, the Holy Spirit revelation and wisdom and what does it look like when Holy Spirit is honored in an environment and given a place to unlock people's hearts and give them ideas and wisdom that's beyond the traditional intellectual. And I don't even know what that all means, Tamara. I'm like, well, I have to share with you because as you were saying this before you said this and we were talking, I had this um, idea that your that Thinkable was actually going to be a hub for all of these e-courses and that people were actually going to pay Thinkable like a university and then they would have access to the different educators and they are actually the teachers. They are actually the resources and they have to be a part of your portal so that it was going to be a hub and a resource center for everyone to access versus these individual pastors taking it and maybe owning it within yes. their church or yes. having it within their ministry and they have to go and market by themselves. Like totally. they would deposit into this marketing space, marketing, right? This yeah. stewardship space where you guys could serve. So I mean, literally before you said that, I'm like, he needs to, all of this is going to go together. Yes. This is all one thing. Yes. And that concept and all of that is together in this whole thing. And I, and the, it's interesting how callings and dreams work because sometimes it's not till you get moving in one thing that you really get the next directives or insight for the ultimate big thing. And, um, and so, you know, I, I'm looking at my life and feeling sort of like multiple personality with like all these different things that I've been doing throughout the years. I've been part of a prayer movement, I've been part of a, education, online schools, now coaching and technology and all of this stuff. And like, how does all this stuff fit together? And uh, coming into 2021, God really began to speak to me about prayer and that, uh, you know, that he was going to begin to raise up these prayer groups all across the world. And there are prayer groups all across the world, but there was going to be a new emergence of people that it wasn't going to be part of like, um, the system or the, you know, the structure of the church necessarily, um, not that it couldn't be, but that these organic groups are going to spring up in people's homes and coffee shops where people are just going to really begin to cry out to God in a fresh way. And when I started dreaming about helping raise up these prayer groups all across the world, I saw the direct threat to like, if I prioritize the presence of God and teaching people to come after him, and all of these things, they flow from that. It's the birthplace. Prayer is the birthplace of all kingdom expression and activity. It's our union with God that we find the calling and the, the destiny. And I saw this school being raised up out of that 
Mm. praying people and getting resources to equip people in every area. Now, I feel like now that I've dipped my toe in business, it's like, I've got some insight, like, Hey, I want to raise up people that um, don't just know how to utilize the, the worldly marketing systems or the skills that you can learn anywhere. And you, you don't need a Christian label on it, but what does it look like to be a Christian business person? What does it look like to, uh, partner with the Holy spirit in those expressions. And how do we teach people how to do that? Like yeah. some of it feels mystical, but it, it, so, you know, it's like, and, and I feel like there's a, there's room for a new expression of education that helps people discover their calling, um, work through the heart issues, which, you know, a lot of education doesn't take you through that, but also equip you with the intellect and the actual skills to make a positive impact in the world. And so, mm, yeah, so I don't know all that's going to go. Good. I'm so excited. <laughs> share something that has very little language, but it doesn't I, matter. That's <laughs> the thing that's so amazing. And it's in, and prayer looks different in so many different ways. So even yeah. as you're speaking it out loud, which um, Morgan was talking about dreaming and, and dreaming out loud with people, it's, an, it's actually an act of prayer in and of itself because yeah. you're, you're bringing it into fruition. I'm partnering with you in that belief system oh, and we're sending it to God because he is here and in the midst of this right now. So thank you for sharing and being vulnerable in that. And also recognizing that like, I, I, I feel that like literally in my bones feel that need, that desire, that passion, um, Kingdom entrepreneurship is just like literally, I could jump for joy just like thinking about yeah. the, the mm-hmm. ability that there, there is and that, Everyone in the Bible in some regard had an air of entrepreneurs like inside of them. And I don't think that it's like this this um, unicorn of a person that's an entrepreneur. Yes, there's different gifts and talents and we use them all in different ways. Um, but I believe that you read the Proverbs 31 woman and that's exactly what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could think of yeah. so many different people. And so people have, have materialized it as something that is, is just abnormal. Um, but ultimately it goes back to the fact that like I couldn't do what I'm doing right now without prayer. I couldn't do what I'm doing right now without spiritual alignment, mental alignment, emotional alignment, physical alignment. Like that is my heartbeat. Um, I was actually talking to somebody the other day, you might know Bryant Borges and um, Mm. Faith of Jesus Ministry. And he was talking all about, yeah, he's he's amazing. Um, I get to partner with him in this next season, which is going to be so fun. But the recognition that, one thing that I wished that there was alongside Burn 24-7, which I think would be really important as you you go into this next season, even from the education perspective of what the school could look like, that cohort that you had created within Burn, just like you have cohorts when you're in a doctorate program or anything like that, it needed a finale in-person experience. Mm. It needed a finale 24-7 Burn. It needed yeah. that like face-to-face interaction because I actually don't talk to any of those people in that cohort. And yet it was the most transformational time of my life. And mm. I remember their stories and I remember the deposits that they shared and the vulnerability that they had, but it was a very intimate experience. And maybe God had that in store for me, but like the reason I do retreats with women and the reason that I think conferences are so imper- important and I'm praying in-person conferences come back yeah. in 2021. Um, and so I just, I think that there's an element of, of need for people to realize that there's other people like you. And so just like we had that conversation when we got back in touch and you're like, Oh my goodness, she gets it. And I feel affirmed. God continues to resource people to affirm us every single day. If our yeah. eyes are open to it okay. and we're willing to receive versus reject. Yeah. Um, I am not a words of affirmation type person. My husband will often give me words of affirmation. And because I have the desire to like, just better myself all the time, I reject them. Mm. And I often will just say like, Oh no, it could have been better. I, 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 I could have done better. It's like that air of, of necessity sure. to yeah. perfection. Right. But knowing progress is a part of that. And I lean into that every single day, ask my team, they know I'm like, just do it. It'll be fine. We'll fix it later. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to activate. And ultimately, it's the same thing with prayer. Stop trying to make the perfect word. Stop trying to come up with the perfect language. Stop trying to come up with the perfect website or the perfect platform, right? Just say yes to what he will cultivate Mm -hmm. and multiply. And I think that's kind of the whole conversation that we've been having this entire time. Yeah. Start with a little, start with a little mustard seed of faith. That's all we're called to. Yep. So good. 
So David, I want people to be able to connect with you, get all the things. Uh, Paul is in for the school. He's like, all right. let's do it. All right, Paul, let's connect. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, we, I, I, I'm excited. I, I'm expectant and hopeful. And I think Thinkable is the place that people can come and resource for this next level of, of stepping ministry into entrepreneurship and partnering in the marketplace for kingdom growth um, and discipling. So um, I'm grateful to have this time with you to learn more about your passion mm -hmm. and your heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And um, how can people get in touch with you beyond going to thinkable.com or thinkable.cc, in fact? Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, Facebook and Instagram uh, one there and you can follow me on there. And if you'd like to follow me, I mean, I have like a, a ministry email list and I, you know, I've got my business email list. And if you'd like to be send out regular input and encouragement there and just keep you informed about courses and things that I'm developing with ministry that you could be a part of that's coming up. Uh, but if you're, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you are a minister or, you know, I have clients now that are actually not ministers, which is great too. Um, but you just got a course inside your heart and you need, you, you want a little bit of feedback. I'd love to talk to you. You can contact me on the website or Facebook or Instagram and just kind of give you some insight if it's, if you've got something that is ready to get going. So, so um, exciting. I think you had mentioned something specifically. Let me go back to it that you wanted to share about. Is it a specific? Oh, the three keys to unlock the power yeah, of God's word. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about that really yeah. quick. We get off. So I, um, yeah, just real quick. I'm hosting a free online workshop tonight called three power, three keys to unlocking the power of God's word. And it's a real passion topic for me of teaching people how to read and study the Bible uh, because when I when I got a hold of God's word for myself, it really transformed my life. And my confession is I went through all through Bible college and never knew how to study the Bible, <laughs> which is not a great testimony to my Bible college. No, I love it. Great. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this God will use everything. But God set me up and my parents, when I was serving with them in Africa, they asked me to teach a Bible college course on how to study the Bible. And so I had to dig and figure out how to do it to teach my students. And that's when I learned. And when I just learned basic skills and tools to mine out the treasure and the wisdom and the beauty of God's word, it was like that was standing. All of that was there on the other side of me learning a few skills, like to access it. And I feel like so many are, uh, you know, they're malnutrition and they, they're not experiencing the depths of Christ just because they need a little bit of guidance. They need a little bit of tools to help them to access that. So tonight at 9 p.m., if you're up for a late nighter, we're going to go on and you can uh, register on my website, davidfritch.com. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of that, it's free. But I'm just going to I'm going to share a little bit of my journey and give some real practical insight and tools about how you can approach the word and hopefully learn some stuff that will inspire you to really just dive into God's word this year and let his word transform you. And as a result, it'll transform the world. So, yeah. So good, David. Yeah. I'm so excited for that for you. That's amazing. You guys, the link, if you're listening live is right there in Facebook and on YouTube. Um, I hope to see you guys there. And yeah. David, as a closeout, would you be willing to pray for us? I would love to. And thanks for having me on. And it's such a good time just talking about all these things, you know, right in the midst of the journey. So <laughs> the gift. yes, I agree. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Lord, we, we're just so thankful for you and what you're doing in all of our lives and those that have gathered and listened to this and those that will listen to this in the future. And we just pray that you would take our conversation and things that we've brought up from our own journey and our own insights of, of pursuing you and failing and getting up and pursuing you again. And I, I ask that you would just encourage those that need encouragement today, inspire them strengthen them to stand up and move past the resistance and to start creating with you things that could change their life and change other people's lives. God, we just commit all this conversation to you. Anything that didn't need to be said or wasn't you, just let it fall to the ground and let your heart shine through in everything we talked about today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you guys for being with us. Yeah. Have a beautiful day. Hey y'all, it's me again. I hope in today's episode, you sense and ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. 
by snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fitandfaith underscore podcast or me personally at tamra.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time. I found myself on a ledge, three stories high at some condominiums, contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose. Have you ever found yourself on the ledge? My name is Billy Yates. I'm a caring father, mentor, and friend in my new podcast, Billy and the Goat. I share the life-changing events that shaped who I am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen, God can help you get up and thrive. Listen now at lifeaudio.com.